Welcome to the Efficient Private Clients podcast, where we delve into the intricacies of the financial world and bring you our latest market and economic expertise. This is part two of our look at the active versus passive management approach. Today, let's sit back a little and maybe be a bit passive as we discuss the topic further. Hosting you today is myself, Carl Parpey, an investment specialist with Efficient Private Clients, and we're joined again in studio by our expert, Renier Fonsell, who is a portfolio manager. Previously, we spoke about what active and passive investment management strategies entail and why we at Efficient Private Clients believe in the active approach. We've seen passive strategies grow in popularity over the last decade or so. What is your opinion on passive products and should investors include them in their overall portfolio? So sitting back passively with a cup of coffee, enjoying this <laughs> podcast, Might I can't help. think of anything better, Carl, but <laughs> nonetheless, that was well said. I, it, it all starts with advice for me. <clears throat> you know, you, uh, people should always seek out the advice Definitely. of a financial professional, such as a financial advisor, you know, who will look at the picture in a holistic manner. Yes. Uh, that advisor will look at what's a risk profile like, he will look at do they have an income need, and then based on that, he will decide, you know, what solutions are needed yes. to satisfy the, the demand. Uh, and then in that solution, he will further decide should he make use of active or passive. So at, at Efficient Proud Clients, we um, firmly believe in our advisor base. Definitely. And we've seen the value that it's added to our clients over the years. So please go and speak to your advisor. Yeah. There's a reason why they require licenses. We, we value their qualifications, their expertise. Yes. It's very important, especially yes. from step one. Yes, you don't want to get to step three and then realize you know, you've made an error at yeah. step one, backtrack Should all the way there. Advice. <laughs> yes, and then restructure the whole portfolio. Mm. To answer your question on the passives, uh, in this episode, we're going to look at the advantages and the disadvantages. If we just start with a few of the advantages, now one, the, the most obvious one is obviously the fee structure of passive products. Uh, it's very low cost in nature. That's why passive investment managers believe that you know it can add to the return over over time, mm-hmm. uh, which is a good thing. Secondly, there are ample opportunities to choose from. Uh, in today's time. Yes. I mean, uh, uh, providers like BlackRock and Vanguard over the years have just kept on rolling out products. Mm. We spoke about BlackRock in our previous episodes now having $9 trillion under under management, yeah. which is 18 times the GDP of South Africa. Massive amazing yeah. feat. So, you know, investors have a lot just to choose from out there. Are they even rolling out crypto ETFs? Yeah, at the moment. access so, to everything. Yes. The, the third one is the simplicity. Uh, for me of not having to monitor your portfolio when you go on holiday or you busy with your work life or whatever you're doing you, mm. know, you don't have to constantly sit and look for opportunities like active managers are doing yes I hear so you. on a on a uh, on the drawback side mm. you know, there's also a few uh, firstly I want to touch on the timing of and the effect of withdrawals so since you're buying the whole market there's a risk that you can realize unnecessary losses when you have to withdraw money, given that you're selling the whole market, in an active portfolio, you can put in place an exit strategy, yes. which is quite nice. For example, if you plan to realize some of the funds to fund an event, uh, for example, you're close to retirement or you want to buy a car or a house or you need to pay for your kids' education, mm-hmm. you know, and you have the same environment, 
that we've had last year. Yes. Now, now, now you're stuck in September 2022 yeah. and you have this big event coming up. Mm. Now markets are down 10%, as we've seen. That's on top of the 15% the previous nine months. Yes. You know, now you have to sell off the market. It, yeah. it is disastrous. You know, just the, the, the loss that you're going to realize. Mm. In an active uh, strategy, what you could have done is you could have started by selling off perhaps some of the winners in the portfolio. Yes. Because yeah. in every market, there's winners and losers. Mm-hmm. You know? So, And then what could have happened when markets eventually recovered as we saw now during the last eight months mm-hmm. then you could have start selling off some of the other stocks exactly in the portfolio a second drawback for me uh, is that investors can buy into markets that essentially move nowhere for a very long period of time mm. we speak here about the last decade in the u.s market between 2000 2010 yeah. markets move nowhere also in Japanese markets, if you look at the topics 100, it's moved nowhere for the last 30 years. Yes. That's a long time to be invested in something that doesn't give you a return. Yeah, you no, know, so that's not, that's not a very good um, place to, to be in. No. And then finally, another drawback for me uh, is that, you know, some emerging markets might be a little bit less efficient. So mm-hmm. the whole hypothesis for efficiency. passive mm. investing is efficiency. Yes. You believe that markets will stay the course. They will keep on creating value. Now, emerging markets aren't like that. You know, a country like South Africa, there's a lot more trading taking place mm. on our local bursts than in developed markets. You know, there's a much, the discrepancy of information uh, is, is, is much more efi- inefficient. Inefficient, so yes. So you okay. will be able to see things perhaps that another manager don't see. You yes. know, or even if you just track the flows of money, you will mm-hmm. be able to see you know, where, where the opportunity is going to or what stocks are going to rise. So that for me is a problem. If you look at a country like China, for example, is that there's ample opportunities in China, but there are very few stocks that really has you know good fundamentals good cash flows yes. you know regulatory wise they're in the right space if you buy the whole market you know then you you also get the communistic aspect of that mm. also mm. in the stock market included, yes. you also have the property market in the stock market you also have a, a population that has stopped growing mm-hmm. but that is reflected in some way in the stock market so I believe that still active managers are able to pinpoint those opportunities and extract value for their clients Yes. That being said, at private clients, we aren't opposed to passive products or mm-hmm. instruments. We also include them in our own solutions. Yeah, they have some value, yes. Yes, we run multi-asset solutions. On the local front, we talk about the best view, which is a combination of both passive and active solutions. There we have stocks, but then we also have exchange-traded funds or ETFs mm-hmm. you know, that we complement the stocks with. Yes. What is nice about that is... By including the stocks alongside the passive products, we're able to bring down the fee mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. of the whole solution. Yes, you know? yes. And simultaneously, in that solution, through the ETFs, we provide our clients with access to markets that otherwise they wouldn't have gone, gotten access to, yes, like yes. China, like some of the European markets, like the US mm-hmm. um, in their portfolios. Then in an offshore capacity, we also have a multi-asset solution. We have the Global Wealth Optimizer which essentially we take your traditional assets, your cash equity bonds, and we complement that with alternative assets like private equity, hedge funds, infrastructure, etc. You know, and in that space, we use a lot of passive products. Yes. But that being said, is that's a risk managed solution. Mm. So we complement all of those uh, instruments that we include with a risk managed process. 
you know, okay. and I believe that that is perhaps something that the retail investor can't get. You know, they mm, mm. they can go and buy the instruments uh, on the different exchanges, yes. but they don't know how to manage the risk of the overall portfolio. And that's something Efficient Product Clients brings to the table. Definitely, yeah. And I think it's, it's worth mentioning that we focus heavily on the active environment. That's where we want to play. We want to be active with our clients, active with our advisors, and most essentially active in our portfolios. Well said. Thank you.